Hi, this is Dr. Liz, and I'm doing a little brief interlude here before my official intro that I recorded weeks ago for this interview, because I wanted to say a couple of words about Houston. The Houston area in Texas in the United States has been devastated by hurricane. The whole city is underwater. I put a link in the show notes for donations if you want to donate for relief efforts for that, just to make that easy for you. I grew up in Texas. I grew up in the Dallas area and then went to school in Austin at the University of Texas at Austin. And I'm very familiar with the Houston area. Galveston was the beach to go to. We dreamed about when we were little. So it's so hard to see the footage come in of all the devastation. I didn't have any loved ones that were really affected, but I'm thinking about the people all the time and just wanted to let them know that. And I'm also thinking about my fellow Floridians as we see a massive storm develop and start to prepare for that one. And as I begin to think about this this morning, I may have to evacuate. My anxiety started to rise. I felt my body start to clench and tighten. My stomach starts on my stomach. It moves up to my chest. I felt my breath shorten. You know, I'm an anxiety specialist because I'm so familiar with it. I know it in and out. I know it in and out. And then I did pause and take a breath and say, okay, here it is. Here's anxiety. It's a good friend to me now. Now what can I do with it? This whole episode is about anxiety. So I, I thought I would give my thoughts about it here at the beginning as well in terms of experiencing it today, experiencing it this morning as I think about having to leave a home that I love having to think about my home may be destroyed. And what helped me is to breathe into it, absolutely, to use some of my breathing, to take the deeper breath, and then to move into a responsible stance as well. What do I mean by that? Hmm? Responsible stance is I choose to live here. There's various reasons. I can't exactly move out of the state because of my kids and I want them to grow up by their dad and their dad doesn't want to move. But that's not all. I really love this area. I love my home. I love my friendships in this area and the family that I've developed here. And just knowing that is like, okay, I've chosen to live here and deal with the risks that come with it. Every year in Florida, we have a hurricane season. Every year. And we prepare for it. We have all kinds of readiness. I, I think actually it's even more devastating when a hurricane hits an area that isn't prepared for it, that doesn't have readiness. But we do here in Florida, we have resources. So just moving to that responsible stance helped bring down that anxiety as well as staying present. Like nothing has happened yet. I'm actually safe in my home. Can I make a list of the few small things that I would take, yes, I can. Those include my girls' loveys from childhood, their little monkeys that they carry around when they were little bitty, and a couple of items that my parents gave to me. But it's not a huge list. Mainly, it's memories and relationships that live in my heart that I can take with me, and that's always important to remember. And just moving into that space helped bring down that anxiety, helped me come back to my body. A little bit of yoga, that helped as well. 
So I went to give my thoughts there and now I'm going to play the original intro. You know, it's a, it's quite a process when you decide to redo a file <laughs> when you're podcasting. You have to do some rearranging, you have to run it through programs, you have to get it ready all over again. But that was worth it to me. It's a, a very small price considering what the people in Houston are going through. So I just want them to know my thoughts are with them. All right, here we go. podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. This is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet, and I'm your host. Today's interview is with Dr. Justin Newman, who is an acupuncture physician in the local area of Miami. We cover all kinds of things in this interview. It wanders quite a bit. We go into past life regression, some of the philosophy of that, and why some kids are born to some families. He was adopted, and I have a brother and a sister that were adopted before my mother got pregnant with my other sister and myself. We talk a little bit about that, and then we move into how he integrates acupuncture and hypnosis and hypnotherapy in his holistic clinic in Miami. So that is a really interesting piece. You can skip ahead to about 18, 20 or so is about where that information starts if you're not really interested in the past life stuff or his own personal experiences with hypnosis. Here we go. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for connecting with me this morning. I'm really excited to talk with you today. Wonderful. So let's start off with the question I ask all my guests, which is, what was your first experience with hypnosis? That's a great question. I, uh, I had an opportunity to, to work early on with a group of hypnotherapists, and I had never experienced hypnotherapy at that point. In fact, I, I think, like many of us, there's so many stigmas around the word hypnosis or mm -hmm. hypnotherapy that I had really very little idea of what I was walking into. I think um, what we see usually is a stage hypnosis, and that's, of course, as you know, wildly different than what you would experience with a therapist. Yes, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to put it mildly. So, so I was curious. That's what led me to, to experience hypnotherapy um, overall, hmm. um, although I've been interested in mind-body. Uh -huh. you know? So I wanted to experience something deeper. So I sat with a hypnotherapist, and they led me through a – just a basic progressive relaxation, some mindfulness and breath awareness work, some visualizations. And you know what? I, I felt so incredibly relaxed and peaceful and centered. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we really only did a, a, a basic stress reduction session, um, although later I experienced a little bit of past life regression, which was awesome. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, and which was especially fascinating. We may be a, a little bit on a tangent at this point, but um, but one of the things that fascinated me most, and this this really this really anchored um, for me how important it is to continue working with hypnotherapy or hypnotherapists mm -hmm. um, for now the last fifteen years. Um, because that, you tell me you have a whole clinic. Well, you had a whole clinic with hypnotherapists and acupuncture integrated, right? We we did, yeah. And it's it's largely from not only not only how great it is to bring mind and body 
and energy circulation, let's say, um, together. Mm-hmm. But because of how effective each of these therapies are in and of themselves, the synergy, however, is is unbelievable. And so that that's largely what I've been I've been pursuing now for for um, over 15 years is how to integrate this this model so you can work mind and body and energy not just as a therapy but as a coaching and training tool as a personal development uh, enhancement so that that all of our clients can learn what to do when they're not getting therapy and and really make the most of the results they get on a day-to-day basis in their lives going forward. Interesting. So how I want to get back to the past life regression in a minute. But because I can't let that one go. It's interesting, right? Yeah, <laughs> but right. but what does that integration look like when you're saying it helps them, you know, work when they're not in therapy? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, walk me through a typical treatment for your client. Like, they walk into the clinic and... And let's say um, something, they're dealing with uh, anxiety, mm-hmm. panic attacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be any number of other I- issues because... You know, we're a whole person, so whatever. But they come in with panic attacks. So they come into the office. We're going to sit down, review some of their medical history, some of the things that seem to have triggered them in the last couple of weeks, especially what's what's been on their mind, what draws them into our center. So after we, we set the stage, gaining all the information we need to, to gain from our client, we will do two things. The first thing we do is is therapy. Now, for, for me, largely I use acupuncture mm-hmm. as, my, as my main go-to. But in and around the acupuncture, we will, we will suggest, sometimes not on the first visit, because we really have to set the stage and see where, where the client's interests are at and how mm-hmm. motivated they are, because mm-hmm. they need to really be interested to go further. Um, but we may, with the acupuncture, include hypnotherapy, or at least some mindfulness techniques or visualizations with them um, during that session. Afterward, we give them a little bit of life coaching that's specific to their goals, whether it be wellness or stress reduction or empowerment, mm-hmm. whatever the case in point is. And so we, we try to tie these two together, a coaching or counseling session with therapy, so that when they leave, Hopefully they're, they're feeling a little bit better, but that they know, hey, these are some of the, the, the things I can do on my own, hopefully simple, convenient things that I can do every day that are going to continue um, working the benefits of my therapy into my life on a day-to-day basis, integrating the, those with my lifestyle, and then having some tools at my disposal that I can work long-term throughout mm-hmm. my life that might continue making an impact on how I feel and where I'm going, you know, of course we do more therapy to reinforce. Yes. And sometimes we do have to go deeper, you know, uh, we're really just scratching the surface with our first visit, usually mm-hmm. building rapport and, and really do trying to help, of course. But, you know, usually we don't, uh, resolve everything day one because some of these issues, as you know, and I'm sure your listeners know, may be buried under many, many layers of of personality and, and experience and history and in our subconscious mind, furthermore, which can be really difficult to get to without the, the guidance of a therapist or counselor. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's not always day one. Absolutely. It's a process. It's a process. And it's a process of trust as well. 
mm-hmm. trusting. Then the person comes in and building the trust between the two of you. I'm imagining like once some trust is built, it's like, oh, right. What are you interested in? Like we can take this a little bit deeper or further with hypnosis or hypnotherapy if you'd like to do that. Yes. And I'll tell you, just building on what you said, this trust factor is huge because I've found on two sides of the coin, one hand, they need to have trust with with us as, as their therapeutic team. Um, and yourself, I'm sure you see this with your clients. We really have to get to know each other before yeah. we can do any work professionally. But I found that most of our clients, they don't trust themselves mm. to the level that they need to, to allow themselves to really, you know, heal and, and move past some of the issues that have been holding them back. Or they've been giving their power away for so long you know, that they don't really have the level of connection with their themselves that they need to to be fulfilled uh, long term. So part yes. of this trusting is huge. I'm trying to empower the client also. Hey, you're worth it. You're here for a reason. Showing up is 90%, right? Right. Yeah. So they forget. Usually they come to a doctor or therapist and we're the authority. And maybe we are experts, maybe. But but who's a bigger expert in themselves? You right. Know? Yes, absolutely. So, I think that is a that's a good description of therapy is is leading the client back to their own trust of their own instincts, their own self, their own power, their ability to change. And therapy is a tool to help them do that. Any kind, acupuncture, hypnotherapy, you know, traditional medical, any of that is a tool for them. Absolutely. So let me get back to the past life regression that you mentioned. Okay, sure. Nothing's a tangent on this show, right? <laughs> no, this is this is the beauty of hypnotherapy. The mind is so vast; we yeah. can range range all over. Was this something you had uh-huh. like read about, or was it like one of your business partners said, "Hey, you know, let's do this"? Or <laughs> how did that happen? Well, I I've always, even since I was a kid, um, I've been interested in past lives and reincarnation, and uh, I, I believe in um, not only life after death to to um, oversimplify, mm-hmm. but that we are ourselves exist through multiple dimensions of reality, and that you know I don't want to go off on yet another tangent uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> because we'll talk about mediums and channeling and all kinds of stuff at that point. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that aside, um, I think for almost everybody, it was reading the book, many lives, many masters. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've read it too. You know? Yeah. Right here in Miami. Anyway, local psychiatrist risk his whole career to bring this to light. This is what he was seeing in his clients. This yes. is what they were experiencing. You know, um, and so I was, I guess, in, uh, I guess I was a freshman in high school when I first came across that book, although I'd been wow. reading about, about, yeah, well, you know, before that time, I was already uh, tuned into yoga and, um, and Buddhism and, you know, mm-hmm. the whole Buddhist uh, framework is, is about, involves reincarnation, things yes. of that nature. So I'd already been kind of keyed into that stuff. Was that from... Your parents, like, were they Buddhists themselves or just no, very that, open-minded? Well, were, or No, no, not that either. So you just found <laughs> it very, on your own. 
Well, you know, I think it was probably a backlash to they were, they were very loving parents and still are, but they're very conservative minded. Uh-huh. And, and I was raised in a Jewish uh, family and went through the bar mitzvah and all that stuff. Um, and I guess they were supportive, open, but they weren't really interested in in nature or Buddhism or anything like that, or even really exploring the, the depths of Judaism. Mm-hmm. For that matter, um, the Kabbalah, for example, mm-hmm. you know, and so on. You know, um, what do they call that? Uh, like the secret teachings or the mm-hmm. esoteric, yeah. right? Right. So, yeah, this wasn't them. They were an accountant and, and an elementary school reading specialist. Okay. Uh, and that's what they did. They were a teacher and an accountant. And so it was awesome. But on my, on my own, um, I guess I'd been sort of you know, left to spend so much time outdoors that, that I developed a connection with nature and a curiosity to, to just understand my place within it, mm-hmm. macrocosm, universe. You know, those questions were always there on my mind. And, um, and of course, I explored what Judaism has to offer. Um, but I wanted to find um, what, what related systems have some common thread that run through all, all religious frameworks, all spiritual beliefs. It was um, going to Israel as a kid for the first time. We spent the summer there, my mm-hmm. family and I and my brother and another family. We spent the summer. And I realized, hey... As they say, there are many paths to the top of the mountain, but the view from the top is the same. Mm-hmm. So I, I continued looking for, hey, what is, what is the truth? What is the common denominator here? And a lot of this came back to the soul, to the self, our higher self, mm-hmm. um, love, harmony, truth, things of that nature. And so Buddhism. And, and systems within that framework, like the Tantra, which just means weaving or blending of energies, people do that with each other all the time and don't even realize, mm-hmm. you know, and then many lives, many masters, reincarnation. Yeah. So I was, I was a kid still, and I had uh, been, uh, just really picked it up. I don't want to say random because there are no coincidences, right? Uh, it just fell into my lap. That and my experiences at that time really shaped the direction my life would go in. And past lives and things of that nature have been a, a curiosity, at least, um, mm-hmm. for me uh, all this while. So then we flash forward to when you're now running a whole practice with hypnotherapists, right? Yes. <laughs> and so one of them says, hey, we can do past life regression. That's pretty much how it happened. You know, it was one of her specialties. There were six hypnotherapists working in this group, mm-hmm. and everybody had a specific interest. And that's what happened. We just had a conversation one day. We'd already been working together for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd, I'd gone through some basic hypnotherapy with her and a couple of other therapists um, at, by that time. So I knew the process. Mm-hmm. And so... So we went through just a basic progressive relaxation, and I we had this as a goal. Hey, let's just keep ourselves open to allowing whatever information may you know percolate, if you will, during our session. You know, and sometimes yeah. things will come up, and sometimes they won't. But this time, I had a very distinct flash of my life um, in China mm-hmm. from hundreds of years ago. And I was in what, what looked like 
some kind of um, prison or something with my father and we were being held, held there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, and there were, I could see mountains out of the window of the prison. And that's about all I got was this glimpse, this mm-hmm. flash, uh, vivid. You know, some of the things that interest me the most about this are not only the fact that we can tap into this information, the subconscious mind stores all of it, mm-hmm. but that I, I'm, a, I'm adopted. So I was curious to, to think, being a kid who was adopted into the family that I am, mm-hmm. what, what does that mean, you know, in terms of our familial connections um, in this life? How do yes. we bring this information to bear on the here and now? Right. That was actually one you of know? my, my uh, oh. next question was like, how yeah. did you find that you integrated it? into your current life? Like what meaning did it hold for you? Well, I think mostly it it reaffirmed a couple of things. On one hand, I I believe we choose the family and circumstances around our birth just to set the stage maybe for the the karma we have to work out or, or the lessons that we have to learn that are, you know, specific to our Mm -hmm. needs at this time, goals, whatever. Um, But really it was, it was feeling even more um, tangibly, if you will, this connection to Asia, to this Eastern wisdom um, that that has been uh, sort of a curiosity with me. As I mentioned, my whole life, you know, mm-hmm. yoga and meditation and, and now acupuncture yes. and um, Tai Chi and all of this stuff has been with me since I was a kid. And this, you know, it sort of put a pin in that for me, like, hey, wait a minute, there are probably influences that are working their way through my life now, even if it's just, uh, you know, habits, curiosities, mm-hmm. um, whatever it may be. So, yeah, I, I think that the, my experiences in this past life and probably countless others, as we, I believe we all have, had been shaping the direction of my interests and my, my development all this time. So it brought... Some of that together for you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm hearing too, like there's this feeling of we choose our birth parents. And I'm hearing too that there's, there's a synergy there and in choosing and the path that you're taking for adoptive parents as well. Like there's a deeper meaning there. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think uh, somehow, you know, I'm supposed to be in the adoptive family that raised me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a, a a brother and a sister that are adopted. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, right. So case in point. Yeah. And it is a, a interesting, I think, feeling concept. I don't quite know what to call it. Of uh, Absolutely. There's a reason. There's some kind of meaning or purpose that we grew up in the family we did. It wasn't yes. just like random that, you know, my parents happened to adopt two kids from Germany because, you know, it, it, it's, it's deeper than that. It wasn't just Absolutely. like, oh, this is the kid you get, you know? <laughs> like, Absolutely. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think even a religious belief aside, you know, they, if you look out into the universe at night, you, you'll realize that it's a, a cosmos rather than a chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, things out there are, they're organized. It's orderly. 
it's harmonious. There's a, there's a system that's at work again, without putting a divine intelligence behind it or anything like that. It's orderly. There's nothing that happens. That's kind of a happenstance willy nilly. Mm -hmm. True. (laughs) So, so yeah. And in our own lives, you know, least of all. Yes. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for exploring that with me. Yes. We're going to change tracks a little bit here. I wanted you to talk some about how you work with anxiety, with the integration of hypnosis and acupuncture in your practice these days. That's a great, great question because so many people out there have anxieties of one kind or another. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that we'll do is, uh, is we'll do therapy. Acupuncture is, is incredibly relaxing. Um, it takes all of the anxieties and tensions and stress out of the body and helps to calm and clear your mind mm-hmm. and even your emotional framework. Uh, it puts you in a deeper level of connection with yourself mm-hmm. and your, your direction and so on. Um, but in and around that, we'll, we'll, we'll use uh, hypnotherapy to help a person explore some of the origins of why they feel and do and think the way they think. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of that's in their subconscious. So we try to lead them to uh, reconnecting with that in a safe way, a safe space, uh, a sacred space even, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, you know, because they're not reliving those traumas now. We're here in the present. Right. And and we will do certain other things that, that I'm sure you're familiar with, like reframe some of the experiences that they have so that they're less um, vivid, if you will, um, will help them reframe to take the emotional weight out of those experiences. So they're just a review. Yes. Um, and try to, to unroll some of those or unweave some of the feelings that have been embedded in their memories of those experiences, whatever they may be. And this mm-hmm. is part of what we do with hypnotherapy besides the, the suggestions that a person can create within their, their own mind and body reference points or landmarks that they can refer to and recreate the same feelings of calm and peace and openness um, after the session. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ties into the last piece, which is coaching and counseling. Okay. We'll share with them, hey, this is, this is a basic breathing exercise, for example, that you can you can use throughout the day that'll help you to keep pressure moving and, and prevent feeling overwhelmed or burnt out or, or being triggered by anxieties. Hey, this is a visualization you can use to go deeper mm-hmm. or affirmations or, or other suggestions like that that enable them to expand their awareness, uh, reconnect on a deeper level their mind and body so they're, they're more functional as people and and gain a perspective or point of view that really takes them above uh, the level of functioning that left them stuck. Because mm-hmm. really, I, I think anxieties and panics are a, are a difficulty handling all of the energy that's coming our way. You know, if our, the filter mm-hmm. of our mind is open enough, then that energy information, it just passes right through and you process it, no problem. But if the filter of our mind is too narrow, or if we're boxing ourselves in and we don't realize it, then we will feel overwhelmed, anybody. So Mm -hmm. part of it is that, expanding their point of view a little bit and and teaching them how to do that conveniently every day so it becomes a part of their their lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. I'm 
And just pausing here for a moment because I'm thinking about it as I've I've never thought about it as like opening the mind and narrowing the mind, but you're absolutely right. It's like when you get stuck in anxiety, you're generally only thinking about certain possibilities. Like it's only going to go down this way. And that's what I'm worried about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And you know what? You're just, and you're also typically just seeing the, the heavy or the negative stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And that's a small portion the 99% of what really is happening and will probably be unfolding for you is good. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it is, it's absolutely we do that in therapy of saying, okay, what are the different ways that we can talk to ourselves about this? What are the different ways we can think about it? What are the possibilities? And also acknowledging that, yeah, your disaster scenario may happen, Uh but let's get comfortable with your ability to handle it. Yes. Right. So it's not even saying like, oh, it's never going to happen because if you ever talk to anyone anxious, like that doesn't work at all. Right. Like, I know I've tried that. Like, look, (laughs) I'm fearful of getting on an airplane and I'll tell them, look, you know, A, it's the safest way to travel statistically, but B, B, how many flights, how many tens of thousands of flights are completed every year? And you know what usually happens? Nothing. Yeah, right. But (laughs) it's like the logical mind isn't working to capacity, right? (laughs) Like you do have to speak to to the emotional side of, all right, that that side is is taken over. And I'm imagining some of the acupuncture piece is bringing those two sides more into balance. Yes. That one energy isn't overwhelming the other. Yes. Yes, exactly. Hmm. And then teaching skills that, you know, they can take out of the office and, and use that too. So I am interested, do you ever use hypnotherapy for clients who... I wouldn't say are scared of needles, but they're a little reluctant, you know, <laughs> like it doesn't ever happen the opposite way. You know, some people just imagine acupuncture is they hear the word needle and they're like, oh, my God, no. So does, yeah. it, does it happen the opposite as well? That is a great question. And I have to tell you, um, no, it's because I always run them through a very um, rudimentary orientation session before we do any, any therapeutic work together. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I demonstrate on myself, you know, so they can see how comfortable it is to experience acupuncture and, and that the points of these needles are microscopic. Uh-huh. So they're not like other needles. Um, and, and then if we really want to limit our acupuncture therapy to its most basic, we can really just do one point, just uh-huh. one. And that has an impact on their nervous system and their mind, body, and energy flow and all this stuff. You know, although, yes. to be fair, I do work in a center with other, with other therapists. There are massage therapists that work with us, too. Mm-hmm. And over the years, we've integrated um, hypnotherapy and, and the other techniques that fall under that umbrella with different kinds of body work, mm. you know, which could be Reiki craniosacral therapy, mm-hmm. um, Swedish or other kinds of massage therapy too. So if somebody absolutely won't have needles or sometimes this is the case with, with kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> kids, kids don't prefer needles. Yeah. Right. Um, as you might know. So, so sometimes we'll take a different tack and either not use the acupuncture right away 
or we'll use only a little bit, or we'll take a different route altogether and, and do a, a body work with um, some kind of hypnotherapy or related techniques. Okay, interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. So it's like, well, let's come at this from different multiple perspectives, not just one. Yeah. yeah, really, the client, as I mentioned, they're the expert in themselves. So whatever is comfortable for them is where I like to start. I tell them, look, this is a holistic practice. So holistic is the whole person. We're looking at your mind, your body, your feelings, your yes. relationships, your environment, and other things. And hey, if there are some things that are triggering you, in your environment, we have to look at that. You know, I can't just take a pill because mm-hmm. the environment is the same. Or maybe there's something in my relationship that's triggering me. I need to look at that. I need to look at my what I bring to the table. Yes, absolutely. I did publish a little acupuncture booklet. It's about 40 pages about, yeah, it's the, the secrets of modern acupuncture. This is everything that you want to know about how acupuncture is being used in in today's cl- clinics you know and it takes all the metaphysical stuff out it's very simple and direct you know for people who may not care about energy so much or chakras or any of the stuff this is plain uh-huh. that's a, a nice segue for okay. us as we're nearing Excellent. the end of our time here so you have the book can people get that on Absolutely. amazon you through can. you you like, can go to amazon it? it's the secrets of modern acupuncture and it's available um, if you're a prime member you can you can download an ebook uh, copy for free um, but there are ebooks or print copies you can have print on demand and i think it's great i've been i've been practicing as a licensed doctor of acupuncture for almost 20 years and so this distills a lot of my experience mm-hmm. in the, the clinic with questions other people have asked me. These are like the top 10 things you need to know about how acupuncture is being used today. And it's mm-hmm. in the book. It's, like I said, a booklet. So it's very readable. Wonderful. So where else can people find you if they're local to Miami? You can contact me through my website. It's the Banyan Holistic, Banyan like the tree, um, holistic.com. You can contact me through there. And then, of course, we can always meet here in Miami for an orientation session. They are free um, because somebody may not know if holistic really is Mm -hmm. for them. So I always like to sit down with them anyway Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, walk them through what what their expectations might be and how we can meet them with that. And or if they're far away, I do coaching sessions with them via Skype or Facebook video or some, some other similar platform if they wish. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. I'll put the website as well as a link to the book in the show notes for people so they can easily access that. So thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time and being on the podcast. Thank you for your time, No, and for connecting with me. This was a great opportunity to meet with you and, uh, and share some information today. So we'll be right back with my thoughts.
It is thundering and raining here in South Florida while I record my final thoughts. I just edited the interview, so you may hear some rain and thunder in the background. This is the summer and I'm recording this in the rainy season. It rains almost every day here. I really enjoyed hearing Dr. Newman's perspective on how he treats and handles anxiety and panic and his holistic practice, how he comes at it from several different angles. I always enjoy hearing about how other people work with anxiety. I'm an anxiety specialist myself. I love working with anxiety and integrating both cognitive behavior therapy and hypnosis to help anxiety. But there's all kinds of ways to help reduce anxiety, acupuncture, massage, hypnotherapy, recovery. Recovery is a wonderful way to help bring down anxiety. There's all kinds of recovery programs, actually. You don't have to be just an alcoholic or a drug addict. There's overeaters. There's sex and love addiction, which I talked about on a podcast recently. There's Under Earners Anonymous and Debtors Anonymous and Gambling Anonymous. There's all these programs. There's adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families. So maybe you didn't come from an alcoholic family, but you came from a dysfunctional family that created a lot of anxiety for you. That's a lovely program to help work through some of those issues and those feelings for free. It's wonderful. Anyway, that's a little plug for recovery programs. But my point here is that there's all kinds of different ways to approach it. At some times in your life, you may need this. And at other points in your life, you may need that. And that's okay. That's a a good process to be aware of. That different times you need different things. We all do. As we go through life, different times we need different things. So please let me know your thoughts around this. I absolutely love getting emails from listeners or you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Liz Bonet. Pretty easy to remember, right? Dr. Liz Bonet or Dr. Newman. He loves getting emails too. He is actually a big networker here in South Florida and he is a helper. He just wants to help you get to the right person to help you. So you can always hit him up as well. Okay, people, have a wonderful week. Peace. If you like this episode, do me a favor and rate, review, and subscribe on whatever player you like. Or even better, tell a friend so that more and more people learn about hypnosis and how it can be helpful for them. If you want to know more about me, head over to drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z, hypnosis.com. You can see the downloads and see if there's one that's helpful for your life. Or you could also join the newsletter and get a couple of free files, as well as lots of good content. I've written a newsletter for well over 10 years. Go ahead and subscribe and join the rest of the world. All right, people, have a wonderful week.